Hi, and welcome back to A Pagan Heart in Maine. I am again a few weeks late with the podcast, and I apologize. Our summers up here in Maine are short, and the weather has been so nice that my days off from work, I've been spending them with my family outside playing. It's just too nice outside. In fact, if you're sitting at home listening to this right now, and it's nice outside, I want you to go ahead and pause this podcast and go outside and play. I'll wait. And for those of you that are going to stay right here, I'll go ahead and play a song. Now, it's okay, those of you who are going outside right now, because you can listen to the song when you get back. But for now, go have some fun outside. And to start us off today, let's rock out a little bit with Blackmore's Night with Rainbow Blues. Coachman, the drive me on its 
The snow didn't have a place in the sun. The rain wasn't made of water. The snow didn't have a place in the sun. And we're here again at Incantations in Plymouth, Massachusetts. And today I'm here with Kayla Dutton and Jody St. Ange, the authors of the Everything Love Spells book. And welcome. Thank you. Now, I have got to say, Everything Love Spells book. And I saw that on the shelf, and I started getting this twitch under my left eye. Mm Because, as you know, there are a lot of love spell books out there, Mm -hmm. a lot of how to turn your boyfriend into a frog books, uh, or ex-boyfriend, I should say. You don't want to turn your boyfriend into a frog. Mm -hmm. Not unless you plan on transforming him into a prince after. Right, right, right. I just wanted to ask, why a love spells book? Well, basically, um, when uh, Jody and I were approached through a contact who knew someone through Adams Media, they had basically described that they were having trouble finding someone to write the book, and rightly so for the twitching of the eye reason. <laughs> and basically, when I spoke to our editor, she said, you know, can you do this? And basically, we told her, okay, we got your idea, but we're not going to write it unless we can come from a place of personal wellness, which is learning to love the self, and once starting from there, going on to the unconditional love and being able to attract it and give it back. And we tried mm-hmm. to do much more of allowing free will to. That's one thing I did notice is when I opened up the book that it wasn't your typical, you know, I want this guy, I want him now, or mm-hmm. I want this girl, I want her now. And I will do anything and everything, mm-hmm. every spell possible to make this person love me. Mm-hmm. So it's not coming from a place of... Ego. Ego. Mm-hmm. Of, of, or control. Of, of, yeah. or, or control. Right. You're actually just asking the universe to help you find somebody in your life. Right. And if you think about love and what unconditional love means, it's not about manipulation and it's not about ego and it's not about control. So to write a book in the sense where people yeah. would use those tools, well, you're not really being a loving being. And we really wanted the book to be geared towards activating love, unconditional love within the self and within all relationships, you know, and going through the process of a relationship, you know, the beginnings of a relationship and finding each other and then keeping it going. And how do you keep it going? You know, especially when there's arguments and fighting and a lot of it is accepting those negative patterns or letting them go and healing yourself. One thing I can even, uh, from a personal point of view is do you find that sometimes it's it's you're usually when you're looking you may be in a place that you you're out of balance mm-hmm. so you're mm-hmm. attracting the wrong type exactly. of person absolutely um, i noticed even just from the, the chapters that you have the whole first chapter is the intent to manifest mm-hmm. and grounding centering shielding being careful what you wish for yeah It's important to be careful what you wish for and be specific in what you want, especially to attract. You don't just say, oh, I want him to have brown hair and blue eyes and he's going to be a hunk of a man. 
you know what I mean? Or even think of that neighbor down the street. We want you to really be specific. What are you looking for? Are you looking for someone fun? Well, you might get someone who's a big party animal, and that's not really what you want to look for in a solid relationship. So to be specific and think about what you want and, and write everything down on a piece of paper and, and really manifest it that way and pick and choose and say, you know what, you're right. I don't want this man to be a party animal. I want somebody who's grounded, but yet fun-loving as well. And being more broad as opposed to specific. Civic, I guess. I don't know. Does that make sense? That makes sense to me. It does. <laughs> I think um, it's about finding the loopholes. Because when you're talking about language and getting into specifics, you need to figure out how those loopholes fall in with the intent to manifest. And like she <laughs> said, if you ask for somebody who's fun and you don't really pay attention to what that means involving yourself in the relationship, you could end up with a party animal. Mm-hmm. So it really comes down to paying attention to language and paying attention to not only your needs but your wants as well and manifesting those in a healthy way and looking for the loopholes that will bring those unhealthy things in so that when you do use the intent to manifest you get the positive result because I I found like even in my own life it it was uh, something where I kept getting the same type of person each time that wasn't right for me and it wasn't until I actually stepped out of that Mm -hmm. that I found my love of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I think Jody and I started with the beginning chapter that we did and then moving into the next chapter about involving love with the self. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, unless you step out of that and you start recognizing the qualities within yourself that you are allowed to bring into the relationship and you feel good about who you are, you're going to continuously attract that negative half that doesn't completely fulfill all your needs. So it's very important to recognize love within the self first while using the intent to manifest to do that, to be able to have that perfect balanced relationship. We definitely found ourselves while writing the book seeing certain manifestations actually coming to be while we wrote the book. I mean, you wouldn't even believe we actually found ourselves like shielding and it's not meant for us. And, mm-hmm. um, we actually received even extra attention from others that we weren't looking to attract towards us mm-hmm. that would start flooding. I mean, those spells are really good, especially the Anga spell, which is our soulmate <laughs> spell. Oh yeah. It, comes, it definitely comes right into fruition. Mm-hmm. And we would, especially while we would write all of Oh, it was so much fun. It was great. We would actually cast a circle and open up a vortex and sit in a crystal grid and call on all of our spirit guides and our angels and Faye and just everybody we could possibly think of to help us write the book. All of the spells and incantations are fabulous and they really have a lot of inner feeling. So when you say them and you say them with meaning... I think Jody and I are really lucky too because we both come from a very creative background you were an English major, weren't you, in school? I was. Okay, and I, I did lots of music and art, and Jody's extremely artistic as well. So when we sat down to write the incantations, not only did they come from a place of guidance, but they really came from a place of inner, inner source from both of us. <laughs> and we were able to make those incantations poetic and sing-songy and easy to chant. And I think that that's one of the things that is successful when it comes to mantras and incantations and invocations because they should be things that resonate within the soul and I think because of the combination of Jody and I we were able to give that because when you're not comfortable Mm -hmm. saying an incantation or it doesn't feel melodic it's very easy for you to not believe in what you're doing and again that goes back to the intent to manifest is the belief in what you're doing and the sure part of what you're saying I was looking at uh, page 106 in your book, The Siren's Call. Oh, Oh, I loved that one. Yay! (laughs) And uh, 
I'm just going to go. I, I just want to share share this spell with the listening audience. The siren's call empowers your voice to be seductive and attractive to all who hear it. The sirens, also known as sea nymphs, are often depicted as mermaids. Legend states that those who hear the song of the sirens are mesmerized by their beautiful voices. You call upon the sirens to bless and empower your voice so that it may resonate through the waters of emotion and love to find your mate. And this spell requires visiting a shoreline of a pond, ocean, or stream. The ingredients are one seashell bead, black embroidery thread, embroidery needle, and an offering. Then it goes into creating the charm. You walk to the water's edge, hold your seashell over the water, and recite the following incantation. Sing to me the songs of the sea, that I may speak so loverly. Send out this message of love for me, attract and find my love to be. Now, which one of you wrote that? We did it together. We yeah. did it together. Most everything that we've Every- done was 50-50 all the way. The, I mean, we were we were so close during that time. I would think of a thought and start a sentence, and Kayla would finish, or vice versa. So, <laughs> I mean, everything was channeled and really came out of nowhere. It, it just and it just flowed. So, well, one of the things that I've, I've noticed about all of the spells in this book, and it's not just spells, um, but the spells in particular, is that they're very. I, I, I guess the right way to say it is easy to do. It's not something that you have to have a, a huge circle and, mm-hmm. and, and special place. These are things that that anybody mm-hmm. can do mm-hmm. at any level of their path work. Well, it's very important, I think, for things to be easy, especially when they're coming out of a book, because you're this type of thing will probably attract beginners as well and it's very important for somebody to feel comfortable just like we were talking about with the incantations if you don't feel comfortable with the steps that draws away from your intent to manifest you need Mm -hmm. to be clear and comfortable with what you're doing Mm -hmm. so we wanted to be able to reach not only the beginner level but the advanced level as well magic doesn't have to be complicated you have different levels of magic you've got you know the beginner level you've Mm -hmm. got ceremony high ceremonial magic there's all different kinds of aspects of magic but it really should come down to comfort level. And we didn't want to do anything that was so advanced that people would not would feel uncomfortable with what they were doing. Because again, that goes back to being able to feel good about what you're doing, understand what you're doing, and have clear intention. Well, I would think that love being a primary emotion, almost the simpler it is, the more powerful it is. I would agree. Now, you don't deal just with just attracting people mm-hmm. to you or, or finding your mate. You have a chapter on kitchen witchery, actually recipes mm-hmm. that also help to attract. That was for the keeping it real section, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. me and Kayla called it. That was the keeping it real section to help to activate love within a current relationship or to spark up a mm-hmm. little passion. And as we know, there are many aphrodisiacs known to many and work very well to activate a little passion, mm-hmm. a little lusty feeling, a little, mm-hmm. you know, fluttering in the heart. And we researched a lot about food and aphrodisiacs, and we both love to cook. Mm-hmm. So all of those recipes are ours. They're actually, a lot of them... Yeah, from, from our private recipe collection, absolutely. Exactly, that we utilize. And went, oh yeah, I remember that dish that I made. Oh, that was really good. Especially there's the coriander chicken sauté oh, in there. Oh, so yeah. good. It's oh so my God. good. It's awesome. <laughs> and I'll tell you, every time I'd cook that at home, my husband was very flirtatious and... Ah. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, especially the break my cherry cheesecake right. delight. That's one that I came across. <laughs> it was actually when I first opened the book. I happened to open it right to the break my cherry cheesecake delight, <laughs> and I said to myself, "Oh my, this must be a good book." <laughs> So not only are they great at manifesting love, they're good to eat too. <laughs> really good recipes. I was just looking at the recipes and we have Oreo cookies, butter, cream cheese, sugar, eggs, vanilla, salt, whipping cream, mini chocolate chips, cherry pie filling. I see absolutely nothing wrong there at all. <laughs> it, it's very delicious. Even in, in that section in, specific, in particular, <laughs> there's the spicy spiced wine oh boy oh the sexy spiced wine yeah <laughs> oh we actually we made all of the ingredients including the spells from the sachets to the synergy blends kayla and i actually made them we mm-hmm. wanted the smells to be good we wanted the food to taste good mm-hmm. so when it came to the wine we right. oh we charged it under the full moon and then we decided to a bunch of us have ritual at in bulk and um drink it and now here we are a bunch of girls having ritual <laughs> Drinking this, oh yeah, makes all the parts tingle. <laughs> We're like, oh yeah, this is definitely going in the book. Yeah. And, 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 and I do notice that is that you don't just put the recipes down, but you do place, you do put your intent mm-hmm. within it. it. It is a spell within itself. Yes. Uh, like the cherry cheesecake one, you put the incant- incantation, cherries and chocolate, sweetness divine, break the tension, two hearts combine. Unlock the spring, pleasure be mine, two hearts become one, passion entwined. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Sultry sangria. Mm-hmm. The sexy spiced wine, which mm-hmm. just talked about. You do uh, the herbal and aromatherapy. I can never say that word. Aromatherapy. It's a aromatherapy. It's too many syllables. It is. <laughs> so it's one of those 50 cent words. Anything more than three syllables, and I start getting confused. In the beginning, under the God, I think it's chapter three, was our Goddess and God chapter, and we had an awesome opportunity to really focus on specific gods and goddesses associated with love. Along with at the back of the book, we have a complete index listing of all goddesses and gods associated with love, so that anybody can literally go, you know what, I don't resonate with Freya, but I feel more comfortable with, you know, Aphrodite. And Mm -hmm. um, so we have spells specifically calling upon those specific gods and goddesses. And then we actually got a chance to write a little story of their love, like the story of Freya and Odd and how they connected. And it was really an undying love. And she went out seeking for that love. And she didn't, it didn't matter what he was transformed into their love. It just, it overcame everything. And eventually Odd was welcomed up into the gods and they were able to stay together. I think that's one of the things that I've we've actually been complimented on from other readers was even though it's very pagan based, we've tried to call in multiple aspects of different religions mm-hmm. so there's something for everyone. There are gods and goddesses, there are angels, and yeah. what we've tried to do is make it make it for people who may not even be associated with that type of spirituality mm-hmm. but still be able to come in like angels is yeah. also like a very Christian doctrine kind of thing and um we didn't want to necessarily exclude anyone, mm-hmm. even though it's still very pagan-based. But I, we've definitely gotten compliments on that as well. So. so tell me more about when you were writing the book, just some of the things that would come up. After we pretty much decided to do the book, I think it was just the excitement and everything that we just couldn't wait to get going. 
the best thing that we could have done to begin the book was just sit and talk and we did outline after outline after outline so that we clearly knew what it is we were going to write about boy did that help <laughs> oh yeah we had our, we probably had went through you know a whole stack of paper just on you know ideas and yeah, we would just start yeah. we would just start brainstorming and things would come up and spells i mean there are spells that we still have that never made it to the book mm-hmm. uh, the book was supposed to be 50,000 words we oh finished at 75,000 oh, we were wow. like oh we really have to cut that back that was the hard. I think that was probably the hardest part. I mean, we enjoyed writing the book so much and had so many different things that we wanted to say. The cutting down part was actually oh, the hardest. We were so sad to have to cut. Oh, we have wonderful spells that are actually sitting in the saved documents under <laughs> C drive in my computer. Oh, one day you will be out there. We have dreams of um, starting and doing another, like a grimoire. Me and Kayla mm-hmm. have a vision because with her graphic design background. And I'm also, I'm into art as well, and I love to sketch and draw, and we have a really beautiful plan for the future, for another book. But it's going to be just us. Right. It won't be part of the everything series. No, 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 no. 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 We want to do like a grimoire, whether it be like for beginners or advanced, but we Mm want to be able to get almost like a beginning book of shadows Mm. kind of thing, Mm -hmm. but illustrated because of the artwork that, that she and I are capable of doing. Nice. Yeah. So that's a future Mm -hmm. idea. So is there any part of the book that you had trouble writing? That's a good question. I don't Mm know. Um, It was fun on every, every chapter was so much fun. And we really worked together on every chapter. Yeah, we would, you know, she would write or I would write. And then we would trade and come back and forth and then sit down and edit the whole thing together. I mean, Mm -hmm. it really was. Oh, oh God. We worked every day, every day, seven days a week for how long? Months, a little over a year, no, a little November to it went to March. March. Yeah, and it was nonstop. My poor husband and, and my children were like, "Mom, hello, are you gonna cook dinner? Leave me alone." I'm <laughs> and I would maybe that was the hardest part is for me at least uh, struggling to get a whole book done in less than a year. I think maybe that was a difficult part because I think mm. it put it was trying on our family members and our loved ones because we had to bury our noses and stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, it was a blast. I mean, I came down on weekends oh, to yeah. spend with Jody and the family, and mm. we would cook dinner and yeah. try our recipes out. <laughs> now, I was going to say, too, now, now you're married, mm-hmm. and are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> so as you're trying out these spells, because you, you said you did try out all the recipes and all the spells oh, and yeah. stuff. Would you find, did you find yourself getting a lot of unwanted attention? Yes. Yes. Or even in my case, I was dating somebody at the time and it did turn out, unfortunately, that we weren't right for each other. And I truly believe because we were talking so much about what it is we needed from ourselves, what it is we wanted for ourselves and the changes that needed to happen within our lives to do so. Boy, oh boy. I mean, it was really amazing. Like she said, we had to shield at times to make sure that we weren't bringing in, like, perfect example. There are a lot of um, fertility spells in that book for people who are, you know, struggling to have children or wanting to have children and want to make that process easy. I mean, I was like, nope. (laughs) Kayla was crushing her womb I was like, oh, God, no, 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 not ready for that. This isn't meant for us. This isn't, we don't need any more children. This is just for the book. We would make all our intentions very, very clear. We Mm. did get a lot of added attention from outside influences, Mm -hmm. um, male, and we were just like, wait a minute here. And Mm -hmm. I actually found myself, I bettered my relationship Mm -hmm. because of the book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I found that we were able to 
get through probably one of the toughest parts of our marriage and we are better now than we've ever been and I truly believe that it was the book that brought me and my husband back to where we needed to be because it allowed me to really look at myself and what I needed and wanted and not that he is pagan because he's not to really look at okay this is what I really need and what I really need to manifest and protect the relationship and mm -hmm. and we've grown so much since the mm -hmm. book that's one thing I, I do want to touch on also is that and, and it's really good that you mentioned that is this doesn't deal with just like a lot of your love spell books up there it's like okay you've attracted the guy now what <laughs> they just sort of ended off right there mm -hmm. okay you, you you've, yeah. you've gotten this person now what do you do with them yeah that's and why we wanted to do the keeping it real situation because you have to support your relationship once you have it the mm -hmm. initial attraction happens and it's what happens after that that really becomes real life right and the challenges that it comes you know mm -hmm. that real life brings money troubles, mm -hmm. um, communication issues. It takes time mm -hmm. to build these things within a relationship. It doesn't happen overnight. And one of the things that we wanted to provide in there were the stages of life. And even back to, or even I should say forward to losing love or b being able to say goodbye or needing to be able to say goodbye when things like that happen. Mm -hmm. But there's so many aspects of a relationship that need support while you're going through it after the attraction that I think a lot of people think, oh, well, I have the person I'm supposed to be with, I'm done. And it's not really like that. Right. I think a lot of people get in relationships, they don't realize that it does take work. It does. It does takes, it takes a, a give and take on both, both sides. It does. Absolutely. Another, and, if I can reiterate, even in chapter four, I think we had releasing um, negative patterns mm -hmm. in there. And that spell in particular is about letting go of our own negative patterns. See, so many people in relationships, they look at the other person, they say it's all their fault. What about us mm -hmm. and how we are as humans, obviously we're human beings, so we all make mistakes, we all have our own negative patterns, but it's acknowledging the negative and letting that go and saying, you know what, you're right, This, the reason why this is failing is because of me. And if I let that go, then I can bring in a new part of myself and mm -hmm. you're growing and then you end up growing with your your mate mm -hmm. so that's also important and that's what we really tried to encompass as mm -hmm. well is just right growing as humans mm -hmm. and in relationships as a unit so before you were approached with the everything love spells book how did you get to where you are to where you think you were approached um i think that it was fate that that we were approached but i think it's because of our own life lessons and our own work that we've done that the goddess and God put this opportunity in our lap. I myself am an eclectic solitary practitioner. I take bits and pieces of every religion and kind of make it my own. I'm kind of like a, the mutt of religion. <laughs> I don't, and I, I have a very strong angel background, but it's not just Christianity. It's like the Judaism and mm -hmm. actually angels are um, written down since the time of Babylonia. And right. yeah, so and for myself, as a, I'm a Reiki master healer, and I'm a Shambhala master, and a Karuna too, and I've used my knowledge, I think, as a healer mm -hmm. and a teacher, and I help people activate love within the self. Mm -hmm. You know, we release old patterns and we activate new light. I used that knowledge to help us to activate mm -hmm. love within the self, and mm -hmm. using that as, as well as manifestation ability. Mm -hmm. So, well, I agree. I am... Um, I came to the craft 
because I was pursuing a path of healing and pursuing a path of personal wellness and pursuing a path of spiritual education. And once I got into the craft, I was very lucky to be introduced to people who do Reiki and chose that path for myself. And I did become a Reiki master teacher and I also am Shabala One. And for me, it was a personal quest. And I think it's Jody's absolutely on when we say that we wrote from our personal experiences and our personal knowledge as teachers and as practitioners right. of those who want to instill unconditional love. We're not perfect. We don't get it right every day. But I think that's one of the major things that helped us write this book is because it was coming from years of study and knowledge. This wasn't something that we did on a whim and had mm -hmm. to research like so much like it was, wasn't what we understood about what we were writing about. I mean, we've been teaching and doing this stuff for a really long time. So mm -hmm. I think it made it easy for us to draw on our own personal experiences. And the and other thing, book of shadows, <laughs> our own book of shadows. And I think the other thing that made it easy for us to write about this was the things that we've gone through in our own lives. What would we have wanted in this? What would we have wanted out of a book like this? What were the things that we really needed at times in our relationships? It really made us look upon our own lives and be able to draw from, boy, when this was, when I was going through this, I really wish I had that. That, and it was a realization, like, even now I'm getting a flashback of when I was about 18 years old and I was walking down Allen Street in Randolph with my cousin-in-law. Her name was Laurie, and she was asking me, so what is the type of man that you want? Who do you want to marry? And I literally did a manifestation, and he's now my husband. And I said, he's going to be a jack-of-all-trades. He's going to know how to do automotive, electrical, heating, blah, blah, blah. I made all these lists of the guy that I truly wanted to be my soulmate. Now, at that, of course, I was 18, and I didn't even think about it. We were walking down the street, and I, and I literally did one of these, and I blew it up into the universe, and I said, so let it be done. And I never thought about it again. And then years, a couple years later, maybe not even a couple years, I went to this job at Atlantic Refrigeration, and I came out of my car, and I'm in my little, you know, outfit, and this guy comes out, and I went, oh, and I lost <laughs> all feeling in my legs, and I was, hi, can you tell me where the office is in this this guy looks at me and he was so adorable and uh, <laughs> um, he goes, um, yeah, it's right there, which was right next to the car that I parked right next to the door and I couldn't even find the office door. It said office right on it. I was so blown away by him. I'm now married to him and we have wow. two beautiful children, but he is a jack of all trades. He's an electrician. He's a plumber. He's an HVAC guy. He fixes cars. He knows carpentry and cabinet making and he was my, I never thought about it like wow I actually manifested the guy that I really wanted and mm -hmm. in that instant when I was 18 hmm. not even like thinking this is what I was doing but let me ask you when, when you were 18 did you have good self-esteem did you know where you were or where you wanted to go um, at that point in my life, I actually, actually, I was a little bit older than 18, I'm thinking now that I'm remembering, I was, I think I was more like 20, um, because I had left and went and moved to Florida and then came back and I was living, I lived in a really bad location in Brockton for a while, I was homeless, and then I was living in a closet at my cousin's house, and it was a closet, it was no bigger than this room, I had a bed, and I had a basket, a laundry basket for clothes. And at that point, I was, I felt good about myself. I, I mean, but it wasn't, I, I don't know. 
I, I had a boyfriend at the time, but he wasn't the one that I wanted. Mm -hmm. So I think myself, I was still finding who I was. I wasn't even into Reiki at that point, even though I knew how to do healing, I would practice and people would go and bring me to, you know, oh, Jody, she's, she does mediumship stuff, so let's go bring her to the cemetery and we'll see if she sees any ghosts. <laughs> I mean, it was really, I was still kind of becoming who I was. I had been studying the craft since eight, but I was a dabbler at that point. I didn't really know where I fit in. And I didn't even know about manifestation. It was just, I was like a kid. And I don't know, I guess it just, I was in a good place, but I wasn't. I didn't really look at my life as being bad at that point. Yeah, you were in a good place inside. Inside, I was. Even despite the turmoil and the trials and tribulations of that era in my life, I don't look at it as a bad time in my life. You see, that that's kind of what I was, I was asking about, because uh, I think it's like where you are inside before you can find that right person for you. Mm. It's lessons. Mm -hmm. And that's how we evolve as humans, is... The universe gives us these opportunities, okay, to learn from. Regardless, negative or positive, there's always a real positive outcome in the end. And I find that even through the negative relationships, it evolves us so much that they're really not negative relationships. Oh, yeah. I, I look at all the negative things that I've gone through in life, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't be where I am today mm -hmm. and with the love of my life and, and where we are. If I hadn't have gone through those, my life would be totally different than what it is today. Oh, absolutely. Elemental. Elemental magic, yeah. The elemental, the chapter nine elemental magic, that was probably one of our funnest uh, yeah. chapters. Um, yeah. Especially because we got to work with Faye. Jody's kind of like the angel girl, and mm -hmm. like I really, really delve into the elementals. So it was such a nice blend because like it was just like having that ability to reach out to otherworldly beings to mm -hmm. have guidance in our life. I think that that chapter, as well as the angel chapter, was one of like the coolest experiences for us because we've both had experiences for that realm. And I totally adore these beings. The dandelion spell yeah, is awesome. They really are. The dandelion spell, the phoenix spell. I think um, elementals uh, and fae and things like that are just so rewarding to work with. can be difficult at times to contact with them and be able to form a trust bond with them but once you do the relationship and the bond that begins there is priceless it really is mm -hmm. but Kayla you have a natural connection with Faye anyways she makes these beautiful little puka sprites that actually mm -hmm. incantation Jean sells them here mm -hmm. they're all handcrafted because of her connection with Faye and she left friends at my house. So now, <laughs> is, is they follow me, and Lisa says the same thing. Our, yeah. We have a girlfriend, Lisa, that we often visit, and for whatever reason, she calls me two days later after I've been to the house. What the heck did you leave me with? I'm like, why? What's going on? And she'll so, tell me some bizarre story of cabinets opening and closing or whatever. And I'm like, just send him home. And then after that, our house is quiet for like a couple weeks until I come back. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So we definitely... It, we just grew so much. I love working with Faye, too. Mm -hmm. She really opened that door for me to where I've actually seen them once corporeally in my garden. Wow. And I, I will saw, never forget that phone call. <laughs> oh, my God. I was sitting there. I was gardening. And, um, and I looked up, and I saw a fairy that came out of nowhere. And then it fluttered and then disappeared. 
And I was later told by another um, psychic medium that she's like, oh, you have a vortex somewhere in your yard. And she goes and describes this. It's three trees that create this really long triangle. Mm -hmm. That was exactly where I saw the fairy. Wow. And this yeah. person had never been to her house, nope. had never talked to her before mm -hmm. about anything, doesn't know anything about how the yard looks. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And I, of course, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I called her, right. you would not believe what I just saw. <laughs> and it was just amazing. And of course, I have two children who are very open as well, and we always talk mm -hmm. about the fairies. I think one of the things that's really important to remember about working with elementals and fairies is some people work on a primal level. And... It can be really empowering and powerful to work on a primal level of emotions. It's where it, I feel it's almost pure. To give that option to people who really function on that pure emotional basic level is, is, was really important to us. We wanted to be able to give that factor. It's important though too when working with elementals for everybody out there in Radio Land to um, always give back and give thanks mm -hmm. because if you don't appreciate them, oh yeah, repercussions can be sticky. <laughs> and I see you have the chapter divided into each one uh, such as uh, earth elementals mm -hmm. for grounding mm -hmm. and, and for stability, yeah. mm -hmm. air for communication. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm pretty much as the elements call for, exactly. uh, water and emotion. And again, e each of these spells is, uh... well, I'm actually looking at one now. Tell me about the uh, dandelion. Yay! Oh, <laughs> dandelion spell. Yeah, that's great. Oh, let's see. Well, we wanted to connect with the winged fairies. And dandelions, as we know, they have their cycles. And in this spell, you're using the dandelion in the in the fairy together to like to send the seed out because we all know that they they reseed constantly. I mean, mm -hmm. they're everywhere. Everywhere, you yeah. know. So this way, the spell what, what you would do is you would make your intent by holding a dandelion that has gone through its stages. It's in the final stage. It's all white, puffy, ready to blow. You remember as a kid, we'd all blow mm -hmm. and make wishes. So that's what we kind of went on. Is what we did when we were kids. Mm -hmm. And we called upon the winged fairies to help us with that so that it would send our message of love along on that tiny little seed. And eventually, after replanting and replanting and resending, it would, uh, it would reach your soulmate or the one that is meant to be with you, and then they would be drawn to come towards you. Mm -hmm. And the uh, incantation for that is, uh, Dance with me the dance of three, the past, the present, and future to be. Oh, dandelion and winged fairy, send my love this message for me, that I am waiting so patiently for you to come and share with me my love, my life, my future to be, for my highest and best interest, what will be, will be. Yeah. And we would sing them too. Yeah. We would sing them. Oh, do you, do you want to do you want to sing? Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Like we would just go. You know, Dance with me, the dance of three, the past, the present, the future to be. Oh, dandelion and winged fairy, send my love this message for me that I am waiting so patiently for you to come and share with me my love, my life, my future to be. For my highest and best interest, what will be, would be, will be. But we always say, what will be, will be. <laughs> <laughs> sarah, sarah. And we had a lot of fun writing the book and all of the incantations. This is probably my favorite chapter, personally. I just um, 
Yeah, the Phoenix spell. That Kayla is, is known as the Phoenix, so um, <laughs> this is a, a spell for her. It's to be done on a blue moon, which doesn't happen too mm. often, uh-huh. and it's all about rebirth. Um, and I'm going to let you take that one over, <gasps> considering you are the Phoenix. Okay. So, um, but the funny, do we want to tell them our boo-boo first? What we went through? <laughs> I think, well, let's, let's preface. Okay. Okay. The Phoenix spell is about rebirth and the changes that you go through in your life and to be able to come through that change better on the other side. And what we try to do is with the Phoenix, we try to release negative patterns and negative traumas and be reborn through those traumas with the help of this amazing bird. And the history of that is, you know, it rises from its own flames. So whether you were the person that put yourself to flames or if it was another person, you wanted to be able to grow out of those ashes into the stronger, brighter spiritual being. So I felt like it was important for us to have that. Not only that, but for me, like, I do so much of that in my life where I'm constantly searching for that inner peace, that lesson, that rebirth through trial by fire, I guess. So for me, this was a really personal spell that I I felt very strongly about including. So when Jody and I were first working on uh, bringing the spell to fruition, (laughs) we sat down and uh, we lit a candle. And we, I actually uh, scried through the fire mm-hmm. to uh-huh. come up with what I did. And um, Jody helped me through automatic writing. Yeah. We came up with the incantation. The hardest part about this spell was trying to figure out, I think, the coming what, out of the ashes part. Right? <laughs> what we wanted to include as far as ingredients. Mm-hmm. So we tried a couple of different things because, as we know, in spell work, symbolism is very, very important. So we thought, all right, let's think about the life of a phoenix. What happens? It's a bird. It's got feathers. (laughs) Those feathers burn. Yeah. And And then you come out on the other side. (laughs) So we were like, let's Let's burn burn a feather. (laughs) See what happens. Never. Bad idea. Bad. Bad idea. So this just goes to show you the proof that we actually tried stuff. I think we had the windows open for days. Oh, it was so no. disgusting. It was the just smell. awful. Oh, and so, so lots of humor went into uh, yeah. <laughs> the book itself. So to everyone out there, do not burn feathers, ever. Mm. It smells worse than burned hair. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's pretty uh, bad. Yeah. So, um... But we did eventually, uh, we, we cut that out of the spell for everyone. We didn't want them stinking out their home. And right. it's almost toxic at that point. <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> so we went for uh, a more spiritual approach and decided that you would waft flame and smoke over you by yes. smudging and right. using uh, a feather to uh, smudge with. Right. So nice. we had the element of the phoenix, we had the element of the fire, we had the element of the smoke mm. um, to be able to do it. <laughs> Spell's a little more complicated than some of the other ones. Yeah. And even though it calls for a specific time in place, one of the good things about this book that we try to give people is, um, especially with the amazing work that Jody did uh, in the back with the index and such glossaries, is you can customize these spells. So mm-hmm. even if you don't have the right time or day, as we mm-hmm. suggest, and we do suggest for potency, yes, um, right. you right. are able to, you know, we, hit, we actually give suggestions in this particular spell how to work around the fact that the dates that we would give for potency mm-hmm. don't Law- actually... Dealing with laws of attraction. Laws of attraction. Like, and, like attracting light. Absolutely, absolutely. I definitely think that this particular spell is definitely one for the books, and uh, I think people will enjoy it. Not only have I done this kind of thing for myself as far as the trial by fire, it's very much helped me grow spiritually, and I would recommend it for anyone who really, really, really needs that sense of rebirth. I was going to say now, what exactly the the Phoenix spell is about? Rebirth. 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 
trial by fire coming through your life lessons releasing yeah, negative after, patterns right like after a bad mm-hmm. relationship goes you know yeah, yeah so, so it bring helps the new in. Mm-hmm. exactly okay. exactly mm-hmm. hence through the rebirth of the phoenix so mm-hmm. you will come back out of the ashes as a new enlivened human or phoenix yeah and if you think about what a phoenix is and the fire aspect the fire is primal creation primal inspiration these two things i think are huge when it comes to rebuilding yourself you need to have courage which is another aspect of fire you need to have that creation Mm. aspect you need to have that inspiration to continue to keep going after something in your life has pretty much faltered and kind of burned down to the ground I think what's really important is there is something in this book for everyone. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just cater to a specific audience. Yes, it pinpoints, but there's definitely something in there for everyone. I and, think. It, and it's not your typical mass-marketed, make some money by turning your friends into frogs type. No. No. The cover and the, the, co- the cover and the description on the back is a little misleading. It is. Um, and I think that they did that for selling purposes, mm-hmm. you know, trying to reach the masses. Um, but what you will definitely find in this book is a self-help manual that goes through the stages of life from beginning to end as far as, like Jody said, manifesting love within the self. Attracting and finding that mate, keeping it real, spells for families and couples, and the other chapters that follow and also help to support that. And then through the very end of a relationship, love lost, saying goodbye, even with grieving and saying goodbye to loved ones who have passed on. Because love isn't just about a physical husband, boyfriend, girlfriend relationship. Mm -hmm. Love stems through many aspects of our lives. Love for... Your family, relationships between you and your children, relationships between mother and father, you know, and siblings. We really wanted to come from a place that encompassed all types of relationships. Yes, it's pinpointed to attract love into your life and hopefully for you to find that one soulmate. But it does allow for the continual growth of the relationships within your life, no matter who that person is. And our hopes as authors is that everybody utilizes this book for their highest and best interest and they don't use it to manipulate anybody to falling in love. We really try to, to reiterate that within the book, especially within the finding, attracting a mate right. section, I, which I is I chapter did, five. I did see that in there. We had, to, obviously we had to have a section in there, but we were very clear on how to manifest that and bring that love to you, as well as saying, hi, you can't get the guy who's married down the street. I I have heard many, many horror stories. In fact, I have not heard anything good come from someone doing any type of a manipulation spell. Oh, no, well, as we all know, it's just, it's going to backfire. It's going to backfire horribly. Karma's going to be wicked. Um, But we did try to um, really also open up the book to acknowledge activating love within the self with self-love chapter, which is chapter four. We have a lot of glamour magic in there because as we all know, especially as females, and I'm I'm sure that this book is going to be really geared towards the feminine just because women are like that. Um, (laughs) And we like to do things and manifest and... Is, oh, tr- oh, is trust, how to, trust you know, me, there are plenty when of you're feeling, men out there. Right. <laughs> is, is really letting go of our, our faults and, and so that we can feel beautiful, no mm-hmm. matter who we are or what our imperfections are. Well, you have to love yourself before you can love anybody else or have anybody else truly love you. Right. Exactly. Um, another it, spell that's really good it was our enhancement spell. That one was awesome. It's yeah. incorporating the... Um, 
all the points in a star and all of the elements, the earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. And you actually like move your body with the star as you're creating like a pentacle. Mm -hmm. um, and in, in invoking all of the emulent, all of your senses mm -hmm. like you know you smell me you taste me you hear me that one That's is nice. a, an yeah, excellent amazing. excellent mm -hmm. spell that really encompasses all of you and if you it's a little bit more complicated because there's a lot more items needed and you have to position everything in a grid but that one is a very good spell just to get your energy out there so that when you're our whole hope for that spell was so as if you were walking through the mall and your smell is caught by a gentleman, or in this case, from a male to a female. What was that? And that that would activate those senses. Mm -hmm. And with hopes that they're not in a relationship, or mm -hmm. it was for the highest mm -hmm. best interest mm -hmm. of everybody. I think right. that's something that's really important to mention is the situations in magic as far as this book is concerned, because karma's huge. And whatever you put out, you get back times mm -hmm. three. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that uh, Jody and I have learned through our years of study is you have to invoke and manifest for your highest and best interest. And um, I'm going to let you take that as far as being able to explain. You do it so much better than me. <laughs> for the highest, oh, yeah. wanting to manifest for the highest and best interest. Yeah. And how that actually well, that's plays almost, in. That, that, that's, that's really good because I, I feel any type of spell, not just love spells, mm -hmm. but any type of spell work, you want to have that safeguard in there so you're not... That's like the karmic loophole. You, you don't want anything blo <laughs> blowing up in your face. Mm -mm. No, absolutely not. And with any type of magic or manifestation, you always want it for your highest and best interest because if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. Mm -hmm. You can't force something. And by putting that in there for your highest and best interest, so more to be, it's saying to the universe that as long as you feel and that it is deemed appropriate for me and who I am as a human in this universe to be the best person I can, you, if they say it's good, then it's good. And if it's not, then it's not going to manifest. And that's something that's important for people to realize when they're doing any love spell or any magic, you know, you can't just pull a rabbit out of your hat. Sometimes you're meant to go through the lesson. Sometimes it is for your highest and best interest, even though you're not going to get that cutie pie that works in the office. Right. You know, right. it's about, but what you might find instead is maybe someone quite unexpected who then fulfills you completely and mm -hmm. it's not where you wanted it. You might have thought, oh, that, oh, remember the guy that worked, he's in the office down the hall, oh, he's so hot and I really want him and let's hope it's him. By even thinking of him, it's not for your highest and best. You have to completely let go of everything and just focus on what you want as a whole, not a person, just what you want to make you whole because that's what a soulmate is. It's two pieces of a puzzle coming together, creating one whole person because in my relationship, I am no longer myself. We're two, which make one, you know? So for the highest and best interest, me finding Steven was for my highest and best interest. It might've taken a couple years, but when he finally came into my life, it was, uh, you know, and I haven't really had that experience since. I don't know. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. so, it makes perfect okay. sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. So it's, you know, sometimes what you think is good for you isn't, mm -hmm. and it's allowing the universe to decide for you. Mm -hmm. It's having a lot of faith in the goddess and God as yeah. well. Having a lot of trust in what it is that you're manifesting, because like she said, even though it might not be this way, it will manifest with something else or someone else for your highest and best interests. So the spell work, once you send it out, it goes out. 
but it's up to that faith and up to that trust that you need to give to the universe for it to manifest and bring the right thing to you. Another thing to mention is um, giving back to the community. With all magic and manifestation, it's a, everything is a give and take. So we try to incorporate that as well in different parts of the book about giving back and saying thank you. All it is is a random act of kindness. You know, if you do a spell and you want to bring something to you, let's say prosperity, well, you go and you do that spell, you better make sure that you give thanks for that. And by doing so, you could maybe volunteer for something to help out people in need or make a clothing donation or donate $25 to a good cause. Or you know what? Maybe it's just buying a cup of coffee for your best friend and telling them how much they are important to you or giving them a card or saying, you know what, I really appreciate you in my life. And by doing these random acts of kindness as a thank you to the universe for what they give us, for all of the good that they bring us, it brings your manifestation, I think, closer to you mm -hmm. because you're giving good, so it comes back good to you. <laughs> and you'll be doing spell after spell going, why is this not working? Well, maybe you didn't give back. <laughs> and the book again is the Everything Love Spells book. Potions and Incantations to Spice Up Your Love Life by Kayla Dutton and Jody St. Ange. And I want to thank you both for being here today. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Graywell, so much. the dawn and daughter of the light, daughter of the stars and daughter of the night, daughter of the earth and daughter of the trees, daughter of the storms and daughter of the breeze, daughter of the moon and daughter of the seas, daughter of the winds and daughter of the leaves, daughter of the elements, daughter of the rain, daughter of the thunder, daughter of the flame, daughter of the dawn and daughter of the light. Daughter of the stars and daughter of the night Daughter of the earth and daughter of the trees Daughter of the storms and daughter of the breeze Daughter of the moon and daughter of the seas Daughter of the winds and daughter of the leaves Daughter of the elements, daughter of the rain Daughter of the thunder, daughter of the flame Daughter of the dawn and daughter of the light Daughter of the stars and daughter of the night Daughter of the earth and daughter of the trees Daughter of the storms and daughter of the breeze Daughter of the moon and daughter of the seas Daughter of the winds and daughter of the leaves I am the elements, I am the rain I am the thunder, I am the flame I am the dawn and I am the light I am the stars and I am the night I am the earth and I am the trees I am the storms and I am the breeze I am the moon and I am the seas I am the winds and I am the bees I am the elements And that was Daughter of the Elements with Lisa Thiel I want to give a shout out to all my podkin out there and a special shout-out to Tommy Elf over at From the Edge of the Circle. It's good to see you back a month early. And a welcome back to Jiva over at Lance and Grail. You've been missed out here in Patio Land. I also want to give a shout-out to Deidre over at Pagan FM. 
I had the chance to visit Dee's show a few weeks ago, and I had a wonderful time. I have a recording of that show, and once I get a chance to edit for the podcast, I'll share it all with you. If you're in the Portsmouth, New Hampshire area, you can hear Dee's show on Saturday nights from 12 midnight to 2 a.m. Sunday morning on WSCA 1061 FM, or you can listen live on the internet at www.portsmouthcommunityradio.org. I have a link on my homepage as well at www.paganheartandmain.com.
And that was Shelley Morning Song with I Walk in Two Worlds. And as always, all music on a pagan heart in Maine is used with permission from the artists. And the background music for today's episode is from Deep Sky Divers. And they can be found at deepskydivers.com. Before I close the program today, I did want to talk about an observation I had. I noticed that the older I get, the more I'm having to say goodbye to friends, family, and people who've had an influence in my life. Now this is a normal progression of things. Death is a constant in this world, and I think we sometimes feel that our bodies are as immortal as our souls. The past few weeks I've been thinking a lot about heroes, people we idolize, people we've had who have had an influence in our lives. And in particular, when those people leave this life for the next. And with each passing, it makes me realize more and more to live this life to the fullest. Because I know that when I run out of people to say goodbye to, then it's my turn. Now, there's a lot of people who I've never had the chance to meet, and yet they have left a significant mark on my life. A couple off the top of my head would be the Reverend Fred Rogers of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and Jim Henson, creator of The Muppets. Now, if you want an interesting exercise, sit down and try and think of all the people in your life and people who you have seen who have helped make you the person you are. Well, one of those people in my life passed away a few weeks ago, and his name was George Carlin. He was a comedian and a wordsmith. He was a poet and a storyteller. Now, there's a lot of what I call lazy man's humor out there in the world, a lot of mindless fluff. Stuff we laugh at but doesn't really mean anything. And stuff that sometimes if you look back you can wonder why was that even funny. Well, George Carlin wasn't like that. He was one of the few people in the world who could make you laugh and think at the same time. George didn't believe in an afterlife. He had very little good to say about religion as a whole. He wasn't afraid to point out the hypocrisies in life, religion, and politics. But he made you laugh, and he made you think. So if he was right about an afterlife, then he left behind an incredible legacy to be remembered with his observations and words. And if he was wrong, then I'm sure he already has some wonderful new material ready for his next show on the other side. So without permission, but as a tribute, here's George Carlin. Until next time, bright blessings. like to talk a little bit about baseball and football. Starting with baseball, baseball is different from any other sport in a lot of different little ways. For instance, in most sports, you score points or you score goals. In baseball, you score runs. In most sports, the ball or the object is put in play by the offensive team. In baseball, the defense puts the ball in play, and only the defensive team is allowed to touch the ball. In fact, in baseball, if an offensive player touches the ball intentionally, he's out. Also, most sports, the team is run by a coach. In baseball, the team is run by a manager. And only in baseball does the manager or the coach have to wear the same uniform the players do. Can you picture Bill Parcells in his New York Giants uniform? 
Now, baseball and football are different from one another in other kind of interesting ways, I think. First of all, um, baseball is a 19th century pastoral game. Football is a 20th century technological struggle. <laughs> baseball is played on a diamond in a park. The baseball park. Football is played on a gridiron in a stadium, sometimes called Soldier Field or War Memorial Stadium. Baseball begins in the spring, the season of new life. Football begins in the fall when everything is dying. In football, you wear a helmet. In baseball, you wear a cap. <laughs> Football is concerned with downs. What down is it? Baseball is concerned with ups. Who's up? Are you up? I'm not up. He's up. In football, the specialist comes in to kick. In baseball, the specialist comes in to relieve someone. In football, you receive a penalty. In baseball, you make an error. <laughs> Whoops! Football has hitting, clipping, spearing, blocking, piling on, late hitting, unnecessary roughness, and personal fouls. Baseball has the sacrifice. Football is played in any kind of weather. Rain, sleet, snow, hail, mud. Can't read the numbers on the field. Can't read the yard markers. Can't read the players' numbers. The struggle will continue. In baseball, if it rains, we don't come out to play. I can't come out to play. It's raining out. Baseball has a seventh-inning stretch. Football has the two-minute warning. <laughs> Baseball has no time limit. We don't know when it's going to end. We might have extra innings. Football is rigidly timed, and it will end even if we have to go to sudden death. <laughs> in baseball, during the game in the stands, there's kind of a picnic feeling. Emotions may run high or low, but there's not that much unpleasantness. In football, in the stands during the game, you can be sure that at least 27 times you were perfectly capable of taking the life of a fellow human being. Preferably a stranger. And finally, the objectives of the two games are totally different. In football, the object is for the quarterback, otherwise known as the field general, to be on target with his aerial assault, riddling the defense by hitting his receivers with deadly accuracy in spite of the blitz, even if he has to use the shotgun. With short bullet passes and long bombs, he marches his troops into enemy territory, balancing this aerial assault with a sustained ground attack which punches holes in the forward wall of the enemy's defensive line. In baseball, the object is to go home <laughs> and to be safe. I hope I'll be safe at home. Safe at home. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a modern man.
I'm a modern man. I'm a modern man. I'm a modern man. I'm a modern man, a man for the millennium. Digital and smoke-free. A diversified, multicultural, postmodern deconstruction is politically, anatomically, and ecologically incorrect. I've been uplinked and downloaded. I've been inputted and outsourced. I know the upside of downsizing. I know the downside of upgrading. Low life. A cutting-edge, state-of-the-art, bi-coastal multitasker, and I can give you a gigabyte in a nanosecond. I'm new wave, but I'm old school, and my inner child is outward bound. I'm a hot-wired, heat-seeking, warm-hearted, cool customer, voice-activated and biodegradable. I interface with my database. My database is in cyberspace, so I'm interactive, I'm hyperactive, and from time to time, I'm radioactive. Behind the eight ball, ahead of the curve, riding the wave, dodging the bullet, pushing the envelope. I'm on point, on task, on message, and off drugs. I got no need for coke and speed. I got no urge to binge and purge. I'm in the moment, on the edge, over the top, but under the radar. A high-concept, low-profile, medium-range ballistic missionary. A streetwise smart bomb. A top-gun bottom feeder. I wear power ties, I tell power lies, I take power naps, I run victory laps. I'm a totally ongoing, bigfoot, slam-dunk rainmaker with a proactive outreach. A raging workaholic. A working rageaholic. Out of rehab and in denial. I got a personal trainer, a personal shopper, a personal assistant, and a personal agenda. You can't shut me up. You can't dumb me down. Because I'm tireless and I'm wireless. I'm an alpha male on beta blockers. I'm a non-believer and an overachiever, laid back but fashion forward, up front, down home, low rent, high maintenance, supersized, long-lasting, high-definition, fast-acting, oven-ready, and built to last. I'm a hands-on, foot-loose, knee-jerk headcase, prematurely post-traumatic, and I have a love child who sends me hate mail. But I'm feeling, I'm caring, I'm healing, I'm sharing. A supportive, bonding, nurturing primary caregiver. My output is down, but my income is up. I take a short position on the long bond, and my revenue stream has its own cash flow. I read junk mail, I eat junk food, I buy junk bonds, I watch trash sports. I'm gender-specific, capital-intensive, user-friendly, and lactose-intolerant. I like rough sex. I like rough sex. I like tough love. I use the F word in my email and the software on my hard drive is hardcore, no soft porn. I bought a microwave at a mini mall. I bought a minivan at a mega store. I eat fast food in the slow lane. I'm toll free, bite sized, ready to wear, and I come in all sizes. A fully equipped, factory authorized, hospital tested, clinically proven, scientifically formulated medical miracle. I've been pre washed, pre cooked, pre heated, pre screened, pre approved, pre packaged, post dated, freeze dried, double wrapped, vacuum packed, and I have an unlimited broadband capacity. I'm a rude dude, but I'm the real deal. Lean and mean, cocked, locked, and ready to rock. Rough, tough, and hard to bluff. I take it slow, I go with the flow, I ride with the tide, I got glide in my stride. Driving and moving, sailing and spinning, jiving and grooving, wailing and winning. I don't snooze, so I don't lose. I keep the pedal to the metal and the rubber on the road. I party hearty, and lunchtime is crunch time. I'm hanging in, there ain't no doubt, and I'm hanging tough over and out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Here we go.